Welcome to a special edition of the Guest X Podcast. We are at the Focus Right Summit in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and where we are talking to some of the top experts in the industry about the future of guest experience. And I tell you what, we've got the man of the hour, Pete, who is the managing director of Focus Right, joined us. And, and Pete, you've actually been with Focus Right like 14 years, right? Yeah, I mean, it's been a good run. It's been, it's been a good run. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to continue to be a good run. It's going to continue to be a good yeah. run. I just think about the changes in travel that you've seen over the past four I mean, let alone the past 24 months, right? Which the first 12 probably could not have prepared you for. But, I mean, that's that's really cool to be able to, to watch all that and be a part of it and really be looking from a data standpoint, which is what you guys do, documenting it, uh, seeing where it's headed. That's, that's really yeah, cool. It's great. And it's, you know, it's, we were kind of, the, the research business was founded at the beginning of online travel. So we've kind of traced the market as it's kind of, you know, climbed through the years. Yep. And amazingly enough, and, and this probably makes sense if you think about the pandemic, we saw the biggest jump in online penetration happen last year. So we jumped from 50, 50% to 55% of people using digital channels. Yeah. So mobile, mobile and websites to book travel. And, you know, because people were sitting at home and right. they were kind phones. of on their phones, they were forced into, into digital channels and that goes across demographics. So it'll be interesting to see as we, as we start to kind of go through these different phases of recovery, you know, we're convinced that that's going to stick. So people are going to continue to use those those online channels. Real, real, real quick, because I'm always curious, it, the the shift, and is that in booking and in search, or is it both? You know, because um, one of the questions I've got is, are are we continuing to, to see? I know that searching has been really moved to mobile. Are people now booking a lot of these stays via mobile, or are they still searching on the mobile and then going to the desktop? Yeah, I mean, it, that, that that varies for sure across okay. demographics. So, And you see companies, Hotel Tonight is a really good example of a company that was built mobile first, and they were really the pioneers of that. Yeah. So Sam Shank built this business around, and initially it was last-minute hotel bookings, only on mobile. So day of travel, you know, he, he gives you a curated list of hotels. You can book it through the app. No website. He kind of evolved back to the website sure. to kind of capture a bigger sure. share of it. You know, he was looking to boost his valuation, and look, <laughs> look what happens. He's bought by bought by Airbnb, so he had a nice outcome. But Hopper is another business that is mobile first, no web web experience, and it caters towards the younger demographics, so the Gen Zs the millennials, you know, they're on their phones all the time. They're used to it. You know, I've used Hopper a bit and it's, it's a really interesting user experience. Notifications just, you know, bombarded with notifications and they're just pulling you back in, pulling you back in. And that's just, you know, the attention span, right? Of, of, uh, of all travelers, but mostly that the, that demographic of travelers. That'll be short and last minute. I mean, yes. that's that's what they're trying to gather. And it will be really interesting for our listeners as they yeah. now you know, they've announced. Although they're not going to come on the Guest Edge podcast because they're not really really ready to talk about public. Well, we're not done yet. We'll see if we can yeah, get yeah, them so on. We got, that's right. We got a day left, but you know, obviously get into vacation rentals. And I think some of that mobile first. It'll be interesting to see too if there's changes across verticals. Because you're spending a lot more on a vacation rental, a seven-day leisure 
vacation than you are on a flight or a couple nights hotel stay when you're maybe more likely to be on business and those type of things. It'll be interesting to see. I feel the same way about a $8,000 spend mobile first than I do an $800 spend on a couple of nights. But, you know, one last, before we get into the conference, it, it is, as we keep referring to, it's really, I think, the top travel conference now, congratulations for the biggest in the world. You know, I think you've got some that are more, you know, you've got like WTM up in London, which is more about getting kind of the buyers Iron and sellers, sellers together. together. But this is really where I think people come to, to really get the insights into the industry. Where is it headed? So, you know, well, minds come together. This isn't like a massive conference where you've got thousands and thousands of people. You've really got thought leaders coming together. Yeah. Talking and about the data that you it, It's true. Making. And as we thought about building this conference platform, it was always bring together the senior people from from the industry and you know we're not segment specific we're you know we cross segments but it's always about elevating the conversation this year we have 52 percent c-level executives here 75 percent are vps and above so it is really that senior crowd that yeah. that comes and also what differentiates this event from others is our research analysts are the ones that are programming the show. So it's not all the talking heads that come to the stage. Sure, we have the CEOs of TripAdvisor and Expedia and Kayak and other really senior leaders, but we also have really interesting panels where we cover topics. We spend a lot of energy on diversity. We think that's really important to hear from diverse voices because you know that's what our traveling you know audience is, and the industry needs to understand how to cater to that that type of traveling audience. But you know, you guys are all about guest experience. We're all about guest experience. We take pride in making sure that the conference runs down to the minute. So we know people's time is valuable. We also know they spend quite a bit of money to come to the conference. So we need to deliver them that sort of experience where they know that if they want to see a session yesterday during the innovation pitches, you know, we need to make sure that if 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 UTIP is coming on at 350 We've got to keep the timing down to the second because they'll pop into the theater to see that one session. Then they'll come back out and network and you know, meet with customers and with, with partners. So it's really and you guys have made that really very important. accessible, very easy to do. I mean, we use the app to basically communicate. It's been the most successful conference we've had doing. I think. It's, I, I think. Yeah, I bet seventy percent of all all of the conversations we're going to have here for the podcast have been booked through the app, and that's been helpful. Well, and that's yeah. how I did my networking in the past year too. Yep. Yep. Because no. it's the most direct way to reach your customers. It definitely is. You know, and I will say, and the, the other, just to plug focus right, and then we, I think we want to see if Pete can give us a look into the future in his crystal ball. What good is data if it doesn't help you predict the future, right? <laughs> As I tell our finance team, I, I don't need somebody to tell me the past. I lived it. I just don't. But... I, you know, it's been great to watch focus right evolve yeah. too. You know, just six years ago with exploring when we started, you know, I think I got one of the the big focus right reports. 
and there was a little bit about vacation rental in it, but you know, it was it was definitely the smaller segment. And now, you know, you guys are doing massive amounts of research on that segment. And as those reports keep coming out, we should for our listeners, those are a great investment in in, in in that and for what you get out of it, really reasonable for what it costs to put those reports on. And so actually, it's really cool to watch that. When we publish this episode, we'll put a link directly to that report so yeah. you guys can download it. Yeah, that would be great. I, I yeah, we, we don't do we don't do light. We, no. we, tend, to, we tend to go really deep. Yeah. you know because we know it's important that you can get light easy. Yeah. You can you know you can find light, but we really go really deep. And it's always been kind of one of the flagship components of our research practices. We'll go deeper than anyone else into the different segments and really try to uncover those trends that you know that are not just a flash in the pan that are going to kind of extend out into the future. So we can. You know, the, a, a logical transition into that. Into yeah, that, yeah, well, that, that is, so that is the question. So we've talked about mobile. I think that's a good one. And I think that one probably, pandemic or not, people saw it coming, right? I mean, you first start with the airlines. I remember when Delta, when their search flipped, you know, to 5149. I remember it was kind of a big deal in travel and, uh, and things like that. Probably saw that one coming a little bit, probably just through some fuel. What about, you know, there's been a, a trend certainly to vacation rentals away from hotels, business travel, I think is a big question for people. So, I mean, what are some takeaways that you've gotten in looking at the research, hearing a lot of these presenters? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, a couple of big trends from the from the consumer side. Flexibility is, is one that, again, cross, cross segments. It, it's something that came up early on in the pandemic where you know, travel sellers were forced to be flexible because that's what travelers needed in order to kind of get back to spending money on travel because there's so much unease and, and you know, the market needed that flexibility in order to drive bookings. So you're talking cancellation policies? Cancellation policies, flexibility of, of changing, you know, airlines, for example. Did we ever think that airlines were going to kind of zero out their, their change fees? Never. Never, never right? And, yeah. you know, I think we've been in this industry long enough. We know that they'll kind of creep them back in. Sure. But as of now, the airlines, sure, their basic economy fares, they kind of added the, the change fees and cancellation fees back in. But a regular economy ticket in many markets, at least here in the U.S., you can still change for free. Yep. And so that's something that, the airlines realize that, look, we need to continue to offer this in order for people to be comfortable buying tickets because there's a lot of unease in the market. So. And same goes for hotels, vacation rentals. Yeah, the cancellation. I mean, that was a big one, right? When both COVID hit, because Airbnb gave everybody's money back, pulled it out of vacation rental. Yeah, well, it has been tough because it's a it, different, it, it's a well, different I would say it, it was the hardest segment to change for vacation rentals, period. For I mean, sure. Yeah. As a business, we've always had, you know, full 14 to 30 day cancellation periods, if not even more extended than that. And there were very difficult cancellation policies well, for the part, guests. Part of that is because a lot of our markets, there's a limited number of days when you can make max dollars. And they just true. couldn't have someone walk away with a 4th of July weekend two weeks before the 4th of July. But, but I think not we're going to be forced to because you're seeing it before it's still going. And yeah, again, I think they'll rein it back a little, but it's going to be a question consumers continue to ask. Yeah, we, we had a vacation rental in ski country, Colorado, and a lot of the platforms that we used would would have a up to day of arrival, you know, free cancellation because they had to do that. And you know, I'm from the industry, and 
I know that I can book that unit, even if I got a cancellation within the last week, I could turn around and find somebody else to book it. But true, I mean, you've got to be really flexible. And that's yeah. something that, you know, we, we talk, we, we ask consumers about loyalty programs. So that's one thing that, you know, we've spent a bunch of time on trying to understand what's driving loyalty. And you saw hotels leading up to the pandemic offering you know, lower rates if you sign up for those loyalty programs. It's not driving loyalty. It's just, you know, consumers can be trained that, okay, if I sign up for this, I get 10% off my rate. It's a no-brainer. I might not use this hotel ever again. But those perks are now, the flexibility and cancellation policies are much more important for people to join loyalty programs. So, so the question becomes, how do we start to implement that into vacation yeah, and, and I think part of the reason you and I talked about this, there's a, there's a bit of an issue in that one, we're very fragmented. We don't have the flags, you know, short of a Vacasa, you know, 40,000. Marriott, but- The problem Mar with Marriott is that they still don't own the inventory. Exactly. Right. So even Vacasa, it's tough to move people around the country. So they may be loyal to me, you know, Matt Lloyd's vacation rentals, but that's only good if they plan on coming back to where my vacation rentals are. So it'll be interesting to see. I think it's going to have to be done at a bigger level. Yeah, and, and maybe, a, you know, a company like Sonder that kind of mm -hmm. caters to maybe a business traveler that, you know, they have a lot of urban inventory. If I'm traveling to New York for, for work, you know, five, six, seven times a year, yeah. I would consider using Sonder each time. I know I can get a consistent experience. I know I can get a bigger space. Um, and so maybe there's a, there's a way to kind of create a, a loyalty program around that. Something to, you know, something to think about. Yeah, no, that's a, that is a good point. And with them, you know, getting ready to go public, yeah. you know, being able to lower those acquisition costs, which I think the loyalty program will help them. I mean, there's just a lot they can do with it at their size, where they can really start to leverage it. Now, that's that's a, that's a really valid point. So, business travel, you know, probably not something at least in our leisure markets that most of our listeners are dealing with. But what are you guys? It is a it's a heavy topic of conversation. Yeah, and you know, I, I think the leisure markets should start to think about business travel because you know business travel has has changed yeah. we know it's changed we're pretty optimistic that a lot of business travel will come back once we kind of get through this challenging phase where markets are open and you know especially international people are are trying to figure out how do i get from point a to point b what if i get you know i get sick in point b and how do i get back and all those just crazy considerations but the nature of work is changing and that's and that's going to change business travel and your executive teams are now in seattle in new york in atlanta in miami in you know chicago and they need to come together as an executive team. So where, 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 where might they want to come together in a leisure destination, right? And you know, we know that once leisure tra or business travelers come to a leisure destination, they often extend it, and you know, they invite their family to come in for the weekend. And so that's really where the opportunity comes in for for business travel and leisure destinations. You know, it's a big, uh, that's a very there is an exploring partner in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, that has a home. That, now get this, right? It's 96. Whoa. It has 21 suites. Every suite has some bed, bed, bathroom. Has a 90, no, sorry, 60-person movie theater room. And I, so I said, you know, and it's packed. 
I mean, I think he was going to do a million dollars in rentals, they said last year. But I asked him, who's renting this? A lot of businesses where, because, you know, men and women, everybody has their own bathroom, they have their own space. But they were doing big corporate presentations to their leadership teams in this movie theater world. And it was, it was fascinating. I'm like, but that is, you're right, with all the remote workforce, you've got to still get together for the strategy. That's well, we talk about that, right? Because you can't just have leadership everywhere without bringing them together at some point. I think it's, it's hard. The, the Zoom calls are, are good for are good for certain things, but yeah, for kind of top level strategy and really kind of digging deep, you can't you can't really you can't really replicate that face to face there. So that's you know, events is another topic that you know we think a lot about. How is this yeah. event changing? And you know. We're, we're in a conference center space right now. And as we were kind of building up to the pandemic, we identified maybe 15 hotels across the U.S. that we believed could kind of host us. But now that opens up quite significantly because we don't need a huge theater because people are interested in connecting and getting work done and doing business. And you can have a smaller space or more rooms within a, you know, within a certain space. You don't need that big theater anymore. So we're thinking about how do we, you know, kind of evolve the experience at the conference, leveraging different types of properties. Um, but, what, but what we think about, you know, this is kind of core to who we are is get the attendees here, kind of lock them in. And, you know, the party last night was a good example. You get them, you know, networking. They can't really go too far. There's not a whole lot around here in, in Hollywood, Florida. And then, you know, deals are done, relationships are consumed. It's, it's a it's a really good model that's worked well for us. Well, I, I again, it, it, in my book, there is no other. I mean, if you're if you want to hear from the thought leaders, if you really want to understand where the industry's going, it is the place to be. And we, we are thrilled to, to be here. And, and consider this another victory for Focus Right because I mean, it is. You guys have checked all the boxes. Another great. Conference. Yeah, no, we're psyched to have you guys here as well. I, I think it's it's worked great for all of us. And just gotta find find a way to power through the next couple of days. We're not getting a lot of sleep, but yeah. you know, it's the way you got plenty. Yeah, I did see. Uh, let's leave off on this. So next year's conference, did I see? Is it? We're in Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. Great oh, place. Be, we're in the JW Marriott uh, yeah. Desert Ridge in, in yeah. Phoenix. And we've been there a few times in the past. We always love it. It's a little harder for Europeans to get there. There's not a lot of direct service, but people are willing to come because it, it's a unique experience. It's a unique experience. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking looking forward to it. Well, great. And I'm guessing. On Focus Right's website, they can find the information for next year. Absolutely. Find tickets and everything else. Yeah, focusrightconference.com. Excellent. I wouldn't miss it, guys. No, thank you, Pete. Yeah, thank you, guys. That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episodes. We are Brian Hamali. And Matthew Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a guest experience worth talking about. See you soon.